Welcome back. This is I Am, a Jenny Ketchum podcast. Super excited to be here today with perhaps one of my favorite people on the earth, maybe my favorite person on the earth. So I am I am obsessed with this person that I am looking at. I, I first met this person in late 2009. Quit shaking your leg. You're shaking everything. Who is he? Who is he? I met him in 2009. I noticed him because he had these big, hunking man thighs. The most... I'm, I'm sorry to sexualize you, honey, but... Uh, you had the most serious man thighs that I've ever seen. Well, years of playing sports and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just crafting and sculpting my thighs only. Really? Yeah. Did you do that just for me to catch the attention of my eye? in that dance studio parking lot in some people only work their biceps yeah i only work my thighs you only work your thighs i mean it worked right like you landed me i i rapidly became obsessed with you and now you are my husband and the father of our little pumpkin that's correct the t- <laughs> These are all accurate statements. <laughs> Everything you've presented here is accurate. <laughs> so I am here today doing a podcast with the love of my life, Jeffrey Yogs, Jeffrey Crooks, El Jefe. Hi. 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 That's how Pumpkin says hi. 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 <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, So we have been trying to figure out how to do this podcast. We're in a new little room. You you might be able to hear Saucy's little prancy paws around in the background. Uh, Our little little dog toenails on the floor. Um, But we are in our, what we are, we're converting into our office, which was a guest bedroom, which being in here is kind of crazy to think that this is a guest bedroom because it's so small. It's very tiny. But we just need to, we, we've got to like audio proof it. So it's not yeah. a, a, a tin box kind yeah. of mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. It is a little, a little tin boxy in here. Um, and so we have, normally when I do podcasts with people, I set the microphones on the table and I do it out in the kitchen and there's the hum and whirl of the refrigerator, but we moved it into the office and um, now we're standing here holding the microphones in our hands so that we can look each other in the fucking eye. Deep, deep into the eye sockets. Deep eyeball socket staring podcast. I think this is going great so far. Yeah. I mean, I, let's get to the point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I've married him. So... So I wanted to have you on today because you have gone through a transition that I will never go through. Um, in uh, I went through something sort of parallel in tandem with you, but I imagine it's a very different process than the transition that I went through. So the transition that I'm talking about is you becoming a father. And I, I want to have you on today to talk about, oh my God, am I already going to start crying? (laughs) Who? 
Woo! Here's my t-shirt. Yeah, it's too far. <laughs> That's right. I'm wearing a sweatshirt you gave me anyway. Um, I want to talk about what it was like for you to become a father. Um, yeah, both like in like a, a, as a father of a little girl and as like a father of a human and as a father of a person living in this country and just sort of like uh, looking at all of the different system levels of the transition into fatherhood and um, maybe even looking a little deeper about like what it means for you or, or, or like what fatherhood means for you historically. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask a question and, and Jeff knows that there, <laughs> there, there are no wrong answers. Um, did you ever worry about becoming a father before the point when I sat down and was like, we need to talk? I, I don't think it's a worry about becoming a father so much as it's, um, um, Man, it, it it's hard because one we didn't we weren't it wasn't like we were actively trying to have a child Mm-mm. at the we time. Were, well, we've t- we, we were actively trying about, not to have a child. Yeah, but we had talked about it. We had talked like we had those conversations that were like, we want children. Yeah, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But it but we had plans and you yeah, know, like just, snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, and Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I think when you told me, um, well, that's a funny story in general. Um, when you told me that um, you were pregnant and, um, you know, I was sitting there and um, Jenny sometimes uh, has a hard time getting to the point. <laughs> and, she, you know, she showed me. A Where piece, is this point, though? <laughs> she, showed, she showed me. Um, that's not true. Jenny is a very good communicator. Thank you. And. Um, but she showed me a piece of paper and the piece of paper essentially um, said it showed a bunch of numbers and it wasn't like it was the lab results from from the blood work. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like a plus minus like, oh, sweet. This is like, red, you know, red and blue and like, oh, I can tell the, the plus and minus. This makes yeah. sense. This is like lab work with numbers. And <laughs> it's like, look, this number represents how much number I am pregnant. <laughs> and like to me, that's like that's Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, my my reaction wasn't like, oh, yeah, we're, we're pregnant. We're parents, and this is the best. My reaction was like, okay. Well, you were, you were a little worried. So at that, at the time, so, so basically, walk through it. So this is how it happened. So I, I was worried that I was pregnant. Um, actually, I wasn't super worried. One of my colleagues at work was like, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, I'm not, bitch. And she's like, yeah, you are. I can tell. And I was like, what the fuck? And, and, so, and so I was like, whatever. And so then I peed in a cup. This is one of the benefits of working in primary care. But you can just take as many pregnancy tests as you want. So I peed in a cup. And then I went about my business. And she comes back and she goes, oh, my God you really are pregnant. And I was like, you better run another fucking test. And she goes, I've already run three. (laughs) And so then I was like, no, these are wrong. Uh, These are wrong. I'm just going to wait the weekend and then I'll revisit the test. And then everybody at work was like, well, you can just do blood work and then it'll confirm like legit whether or not you're pregnant. And so I was like, no, 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 I'll just wait. And they're like, so you're going to go the whole weekend without actually knowing. I said, 
fine. So I did the blood work. And then again, benefits of working in primary care, they rushed all the lab results for me. Perhaps not ethical, but whatever, here we are. And then, and then it came back that I was four weeks pregnant. And so the, was the HGC or it's the HG something levels. Um, I was like, it's at like 56 or something like that. And so I, I brought the lab work home and Jeff was sitting on his man chair, I think playing video games. Yeah, it could have been. Sounds right. It sounds right. Sounds right. Um, and I said, you know, we, I said, I, ha- I had some lab work done today and we need to have a talk. And the feedback that you gave me almost immediately after was, I thought you had fucking cancer or, or something like Yeah, no, I thought you were sick. I thought like, like, hey, we need to talk. And, you know, I, I have this, I ha- I do have a fear that it was like we, um, you know, uh, Jenny did smoke cigarettes for a while. And, <laughs> years ago, for a long while, but yeah. it's been years. Yeah. And I, it just, you know, cigarettes scare the crap out of me, yeah. even though I think they're delicious. Yeah. Even though you love the occasional cigarette on a road trip yeah. and you can't take a shit. Yeah. I, I use it purely um, as uh, laxative. Yeah. <laughs> a good, uh, you know, you need some rocket fuel at a gas station mm-hmm. and then a poop. And a poop. And a poop. So. <laughs> so flush it out. Yeah. Buy a pack of Parliaments and <laughs> uh, get some 7 Eleven drip coffee mm-hmm. and uh, watch, watch the results. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, Baby, but back. <laughs> kind of. It's kind of. It's not so. Much, it's not as pretty as a firework, <laughs> <laughs> but it is explosive, baby. Yeah. Anyway, so enough about the poop talk. So you totally thought I had lung cancer. Yeah, I was. I was. I was scared for a second that something something had gone wrong, and then um, and then it was good news, and so that's pretty much what I said in the same tone. It was like, "This is good news." This is. This is. He said. He said, "What is?" The, I said, I handed in the lab work, and he said, "What am I looking at?" And, and I said, well, this number is how much pregnant I am. And then he looked at me and then he said, but what about snowboarding? And I said, well, we're not going to go snowboarding this year. <laughs> I, I'm not a good snowboarder. It's not like I was looking forward to this. this no, is, I was this looking is, forward yeah, to This is pretty much about Jenny. Yeah, this is my <laughs> shit. Yeah, totally. And Jeff was like, whatever, we can go snowboarding. We can go not go. But I love snowboarding. And like I had committed and I bought us fucking passes and anyway so my reaction uh was was a bit muted and um oh this is this is this is good news (laughs) this is good news yeah but i mean i think that the days that followed um it's it's tough to say when my excitement level really i mean i think my excitement level hit like when we were like driving to the hospital (laughs) yeah but like in in a in like in a in a sense that when, when i think about it now um, it was very, um, you know, primal in the sense that like I did, th- I, I really started thinking about my job and mm-hmm. I started thinking about, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a huge transition in your mind. I'm like, is my job good enough hmm. to, to bring a girl in this world? And, um, uh, I worked nights and I was a bartender for a long time and then I went into management <clears throat> and I was like, was this the, is this what I want? And. Yeah, a lot of challenging thoughts leading up to it, and yeah, it, it, it's hard to say when the excitement c- kicked in because mm-hmm. until it just doesn't feel real. 
Yeah. Because your life hasn't changed yet. At all. Yeah. I mean, aside from not being able to go snowboarding or do Machu Picchu three-day hike. Yeah. I mean, the biggest change in that time for me was Jenny was super uncomfortable uh, sleeping. Mm-hmm. And she had a, <laughs> um, a just an absurdly huge body pillow that went into the bed. and It went from know. one knee all the way up around my head all the way down to the other knee. <laughs> But the truth is the real estate in which I sleep in hasn't changed at all. It's like a twin bed feels like a king to me right now. So, um, but I want to snuggle. I want to be closer to you. But in a sense of change, I didn't, uh, you know, it took me like, it's been a roller coaster as far as excitement and expectations of what it's like to be a dad and. You know, at that time, it's very much future planning. And I I didn't tell anybody for a while. Um, The first person I told um, outside of our parents was um, a friend of mine on a golf course halfway Mm. through uh, the round. And, you know, I told him, you know, things were changing. (laughs) (laughs) But he was he was so excited. But it was actually I think that was a very exciting moment for me because I got to. I think a lot, when you tell that news to people, they're super excited. And then, like, they're overwhelmed with, like, holy crap, your life is going to change. Yeah. And, you know, then you see it in someone else. It's like it's like stating your intentions yeah. in the world, and then all of a sudden they start happening. You start telling somebody, hey, I'm making a podcast. Hey, I'm doing a podcast. Totally. And then, you know, three weeks later, you have, or whatever, you, a month, two months later, you have a podcast. And, like, the commitments that go, like, the weekly commitments that go along with having a podcast. Yeah, I had I had to say that a bunch of times. It's like, you know, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. And it sounds like that. Like, so there, it sounds like there's two different... Mm, emotional like um eliciting motion experiences right there was there was the the fear the like is what i'm doing good enough and then there was the excitement which is like oh my my life is changing what it means to be a human operating in this world is going to change uh what it means to be a golfer is going to change yeah totally and those happened at different times yeah. Yeah. I mean, the hardest thing I think to learn as a parent and is to, to learn, you go from having a lot of personal time mm. and time dedicated to yourself, whether it be yoga and spin. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm talking even bus rides Yeah, uh, and like just moments where you get home and house is quiet and stuff to, to lose that and to figure out how to, I don't know, take care of yourself in that time is, it was the hardest transition for me. Is still, I Still think. me, yeah, for sure. I think for both of us. Yeah. I'm, I'm always searching for that time. And then when I get that time, it's, you know, you can feel guilty about it. Mm. And like, like there are dishes and there are things and like there's, there's different ways like to make, to help your partner out later because mm. we are still very on very different schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it's, we, we try to, we try to help each other. And, but in that time, you know, it, you see, as time goes on, it's easier to deal with the fact that you have lost a lot of personal time mm-hmm. and you realize that you're, you have shared time mm-hmm. and what that looks like. It's a, it's tough. Uh, especially I think today, I think the way our culture works today, 
and it's like this is my phone this is my customized news this is Mm -hmm. you know this is everything is customized to you Mm, and personalized and you you become a father and you, you realize that customization it it's just totally turned on its head it's a parliament and some 7-Eleven coffee. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there have been plenty of times where I've wanted a cigarette during um, parenthood so far. For sure. Um, and I still think about that because, yeah. again, but I, that, that comes back to time. That comes to sitting outside, mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette, mm-hmm. taking deep breaths. It doesn't have to matter that it's like smoke injecting and tar into your lungs, but it's... But it's time that slows down. Seven and a half minutes. Yeah. It's seven and a half. Like that's, that's a great amount of time to just to kind of focus inward and mm-hmm. be outside. And I mean, I don't know how, I mean, you're so present smoking a cigarette, right? Mm. And, uh, maybe not. I mean, I was a two pack a day smoker. So you and I have very different smoking experiences. Yeah. For me, I mean, I love to watch the cigarette. Yeah. I love to watch the burn. Yeah. I love to watch the smoke leave my mouth. I needed to get as many in me as humanly possible. That's a different level. <laughs> that's a fucking problem. But I mean, that's why you can still smoke a cigarette here and there. And that's why I am not like a... Yeah, I'm a normie. You are a normie, that's right. You're super fucking normie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can leave a cocktail half full. Yeah, it and baffles walk away. me. I just don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, oh, I'll finish that. <laughs> finish his drink, finish that drink. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's an interesting shift that um, I don't know that uh, I don't know that I expected you to go through the same sort of like personal time transition that I was going through in that. I mean, there's not the there's not quite the it's, it's certainly more so now, but there's not quite the expectation of men and fathers that they give up their their lives, their livelihoods, their their personal time um, to to spend time with baby, right? It's like there historically, especially in this country, there has been this like, oh well, uh, the man goes to work and then he comes home and he gets to chill in his chair and like have a cigarette and then and then watch his show or read a book or whatever the fuck he does to like unwind and wifey's up in the kitchen the door to the kitchen is shut because the kitchen is in a different room and you know like dinner is just supposed to appear and so I think you are a different breed of man in that you are much more of a team player than I think the historical expectation of men and, and fathers is in this country well, I mean, I, I think it, it, you look at um, what, you know, if, if like you wrote it out on a piece of paper, you have a job, um, I have a job. Um, we, to me, it, was, it you know, it, it is about finding a balance. And, you know, I think, I think sometimes that, um, I mean, you are certainly a great partner in the sense that, <laughs> that that uh, um, we know the things that we love, like free soloing. Yeah, like free soloing up El Capitan, <laughs> um, and uh, that's just what we do on the weekends. Yeah. 
there's, there isn't a documentary out there yet. No, no, no. But, uh, no. And El Capitan. We, we've done that. <laughs> um, that being said, we did watch that documentary last night, uh-huh. uh, and it was horrifying. Horrifying. Um, so for all the uh, listeners who are free soloers, you're um, fucking savages. Yeah, be Please sure listen. to get on the podcast as soon as possible. Yeah, Instagram me so we can do an interview. <laughs> <laughs> your life expectancy Please is don't clearly there's <laughs> clearly a problem there. I hope <laughs> your amygdala is super muted, like yeah. like Alex's. Yeah. Um, man, I, I where were we? I took a left turn. I'm sorry. Yeah, I introduced okay. it free soloing. Oh no! So it's about us uh, doing the things we love and sharing um, our our time. Yeah. But um, I I love golf. Yeah. I don't get to golf as much as I would like to. Yeah. Um, but um, you don't get to go to spin and yoga as much as you'd like to, you know? It's, yeah, I hate it. Um, but I mean, we try to help each other out as much as humanly possible, and, that, and that's what it's really about. It's about share, doing doing shared time so that we both can do the things we love and then spend time together. Yeah. And and for us, that's, that's huge because we do have opposite schedules and... Mm-hmm. We're always trying to find that that balance where we get to spend time together, and I mean, we just have a lot on our plate. Yeah, but I think I think that's a new, I think that's a new way of being together. I think that's a much more modern approach to parenting and partnership than has been the norm. Yeah, but I mean, is. Is it is it normal to do hangings and <laughs> a lynch? I mean, that just because that's in the past, is, you know. No, no, no. I know, but, you know, but like for me, it's for me, it's like if you know, this is this is my life, this is your life, yeah, coming together. So you know, it, in in today's world, I don't really think about the way it was done in the past. You know, coming from a very traditional family, yeah. I, in that sense, I think, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think about that. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, it influences me. In different ways, yeah. Um, but I also like a very clean house, yeah. And, and then you married and, me. <laughs> and then that's a constant struggle, yeah, for me. But yeah. that's just that's something like for me. I want it nice for both of us. So do you, yeah. And but sometimes the the reality is there's a, a one a one year old one year old in the picture. That's not it's not realistic. I mean, I find myself wondering about you had said you grew up in a very um uh what was the word you used traditional traditional yeah traditional family in the sense that like dad was the income earner mom was a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. uh full-time job full-time mommy. job yeah there's there's three boys yeah um a full-time job and i imagine there must be some degree of undoing in terms of like what is what is expected for the roles how how did you come to the decision to join into our partnership in the way that in the way that you are and not in the way that like it was modeled for you um i i mean i think i had relationships in the past that were um who is she (laughs) 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 Uh, no i mean i think i i think i I had um, uh, relationships in the past where um, that kind of traditional model I maybe saw going that way, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. It didn't work for me. 
Yeah. What didn't work? Um, I don't know if I saw each other's equals. Mm. Um, and there was, and I, there was always an imbalance, I should say. Yeah. Because it wasn't that I didn't respect um, these individuals, because I did. Yeah. But um, obviously, there were other problems at play in the relationship that didn't work. Probably youth and dumb decisions and um, underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're today, like, you know, I look back on things you did. I mean, we all do. Yeah. We all look back things on things you did. Things I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if. If I think, and maybe this is true for you too, but if you were to put yourself in the shoes of a different relationship in a different state of mind and much older, mm-hmm. you know, does that relationship work if you guys, you know, yeah, it, it could, it very well could. I mean, sure. there's a lot of good people out there, you know? Yeah. Um, Chances are we've dated a lot of them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, absolutely. I, and I think, I think there was a, there was a lot of um, great relationships that I had and, you know, I, you know, if looking back on them, you know, I, I, I don't dwell on it in the sense that, like, I wish I could have made those work. Sure. But I certainly learned. Who are they? <laughs> I, I certainly learned yeah. um, from those relationships where that there there wasn't um, a sense of, like, equal. Um, and, but, you know, and that's also on me, too. It's not it's not they weren't at fault. Yeah. Um, I, I was doing things that weren't equal. Yeah. Whether it be sharing my feelings. And I think you and I started out um with great communication yeah and we worked on it and we caught we still work on communication for sure um and yeah this is one of our big ongoing things and we often find ourselves in a position where we'll like stop talking and then we'll realize that like we're saying the exact same thing but in very different ways or that we're saying very different things but like there's just something that's like not connecting but yeah, even though like we, when, when we're with other couples too, like we, um, we notice things about communication, whether people are stepping on each other, mm-hmm. um, or talking over each other, mm-hmm. um, that things that we have consciously made a decision not to do to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and, and ultimately that's, that's one of the biggest differences of anything is we respect each other in that, in that regard where we can, um, communicate mm-hmm. and give each other the floor mm-hmm. um and that's i mean that's 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 a huge part of it right yeah yeah i mean i when i do find myself wanting to finish your sentence or or jumping in to finish your sentence which i do occasionally which is fine it's not it's not like a it's not like a cardinal rule sure it's a relationship sure but it is it is i mean it is it is an interesting indicator that like it is unlikely that the other person is still listening, right? Because if I am trying to anticipate what it is that you're saying, I have stopped listening to the words that are coming out of your mouth and I've started getting stuck in my own head and trying to like read your fucking mind. And as you often tell me, I can't read your mind. You're not allowed in. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> Please, sir. Please, sir. Please, sir. Please, sir. Can I be in your brain? Let me in your brain, sir. <laughs> We're nutty. It's a good match. Yeah. So I told you that I was 56. I was number 56 amount pregnant. And you were like, this is a good thing. And then, and then pretty rapidly you spiraled into like, is, am I in a position 
um, career-wise that I want to be in in order to have the relationship that I want to have with whatever baby is ejected from Jenny's body. Yes. I, it was really hard. That was really hard. And I still struggle with it currently. Um, that um, I want... This is tough because there's an image in my head and this is what I struggle with the most that there's something that I want to be doing mm. and there's something that I want to de- dedicate my time to. What is it? Um, well, I, I'm not sure. I, I, it's not happiness so much as fulfillment in like, in like my job duties. Like, and one of the things I struggle with in management is um you you need to be turned off in a certain way like you need to people lie to you and there's mm-hmm. i don't know if there's any managers listening you know people lie yeah. and you find it out yeah uh and you're not a very good manager if you take it personally yeah but like it has nothing to do with you it has nothing to do with you yeah um it's just they caught themselves in a situation they're lying about it they didn't feel in a place where they could be honest yeah and it's tough. It's tough to be in that position and to like, well, I got lied to all day at work. Yeah. And, you know. Things are good. Yeah. I'm a, this is cool. Business as usual. Yeah. And so for me, I've always been a creative, a creative mind. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where my heart is. But um, I have a, a skill set and a resume that uh, uh, puts me in an entirely different field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and it's tough, you know, it's, uh, I once was in a creative field, mm-hmm. um, that, that is something I needed a break from and I got it. Yeah. And, um, and it, honestly, when you look at that job, it, it was a very minimal creative mm-hmm. in a sense, but, um, it was in, um, you know, it was in Hollywood, right? Yeah. That's sexy. Yeah, it was sexy. It was cool. You met stars all the time mm-hmm. on set at a TV show. Like there was enough of the, the accoutrement that go with the the creativity. Like the, there were enough um, features. There were enough bonus. What am I looking for? Well, it's uh, it's like um, if somebody. If, if somebody like coming out of like high school or someone's like you want to be in like the, the sexiest industry in the world do you want to like show to the, go to the oscars mm-hmm. do you want to like do all this stuff and it's like well yeah that sounds awesome for sure but like going to the oscars means like you're driving someone to the oscars <laughs> and you drive over the red carpet and then you go spend your night on, Waiting. Top, on top of a home depot playing catch with your buddy, which is cool. That's awesome. That was, and that's a memory I'll never forget. Yeah. It's a good night. That was a good night, but you know, it wasn't going to the Oscars. I wasn't going to the Oscars because I was qualified, but I also now like, I mean, later in life, like I don't need an Oscar to be fulfilled. For sure. I don't need these things. What I need in my, I need to be creative. Yeah. You know, so, so really it's this, this underlying value of being creative. Like creativity is something that is, really really important to you and when you went to Hollywood your first go round with it anyway not that you've had multiple go rounds but um, the, the pursuit of like creativity as like 
a field of work, right? Like the, the first pursuit was in this very specific context that you had built up in your mind, like this is the way creativity happens in the world, right? Like people go to Hollywood and they do these things and this is what allows them to be creative. Totally. And, you know, everyone's um, experience in Hollywood is different. Um, You may uh, end up landing a PA, being a PA on a Nickelodeon show. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, before you know it, you make connections and and it's all you know and you work your way up, you're writing a show and it's like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, Or you can go kind of my route and be in uh, in the assistant route and uh, you kind of become a fixer. Yeah. You know, and it's more about loyalty and, um, <clears throat> um, you know, being uh, honorable to the people who are close to you. Available and, all uh, the time. Available, yeah. Available all the time. And um, it, it has nothing to do with the um, the actual production. Yeah, it has, it's not the creative has, work that you've, like, trained to do. Yeah, but, I mean... But, Exactly, and but you're there, you help, and you do everything you can, you know. Um, like you're part of the scene. Yeah, I mean, like one of my more notable um, accomplishments, and this is this is hilarious to think about, but like, you know, you're you're in Santa Monica, you're in bumper to bumper traffic, you got to go pick up fourteen hundred dollars worth of sushi that's <laughs> eight blocks away. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You park your car, you get on your feet, you mm-hmm. go pick up your fourteen hundred dollars of sushi, you get back to your car, you go to the office, and. You know, you make you make everything perfect for the people who need it to be perfect to yeah. show off that Hollywood looks perfect. Yeah. But um, you know that that was really a, that's a glimpse into what it's like to start on the bottom and work your way up. You know, yeah. it's like you you're like hell or high water. I'm getting that sushi. I'm yeah. getting it to them on time. Yeah. And LA is not getting in my way. Yeah. Um. So. And so creativity was still involved in that sense, in that like creative thinking helped you to think outside of the box in order to like fulfill this need and that wasn't necessarily the type of creative expression that drives you no no i mean we go to film school you don't learn how to run for sushi i mean maybe that's a mistake (laughs) maybe (laughs) Maybe that's a mistake on the curriculum's part columbia college i hope you're listening yeah get your shit together let's uh let's start a class (laughs) teach people how to stock a fucking cooler yeah Put the Cokes in the fridge. <laughs> That's right. More Keurig, please. Yes. Keurig, if you're listening, I'm looking for sponsors. <laughs> Sell out with me. I'm just kidding. I don't know that they align with what I'm doing here. But so, so, so you had, so let me, let me think. So in college, you had this idea of what it meant to be a creative professional. You had this door open for you and you went to Hollywood to become a creative professional. And while you still fell under that criteria, creative professional, a lot of the boxes that you wanted checked, the, the like boxes that like lead to fulfillment, those boxes were not actually checked. Yeah, no, yeah, I was, um, <clears throat> and the truth about Hollywood is, um, Everybody, and this isn't true for everybody, right? There are good people there and there are good people doing really great things. And it's not to say that I didn't work for good people. Um, But what I found uh, as my biggest hurdle is that every step that I wanted to go up, um, everybody had different goals and we weren't aligned on our goals. Yeah. Um, 
I would have done anything to help anybody on a level above me achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was not reciprocated. Uh, I think the feeling of feeling expendable was mm-hmm. always there, mm-hmm. and um, you can be replaced in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, you can be replaced, and um, um, I I found myself um, struggling because. Um, in a, in a large sense, I couldn't be selfish enough mm. to look after myself mm-hmm. and to guard my projects and mm. my feature films and all that fun stuff that I had done. Um, when everybody above me had this level of um, w- trying to figure out something for themselves, yeah, and uh, it just I couldn't I couldn't break that wall. Is that something that you think has carried over into your time? up here the like i can't be selfish enough to do the things that i want to do because i have to worry about other people it's possible for sure yeah yeah i mean um i i'm loyal i know yeah i'm very loyal in any in, in most of my jobs you know or in all relationships of, all of like yeah. all of your relationships yeah yeah i mean definitely for sure you know um yeah i always it, it, i have a hard time letting go I'll put it that way. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. Except for the cat. <laughs> Babe. Did I say that? Out loud. Is that recorded? It's fucking recorded. It's going to be streamed. I'll go. I'll spend some time with the dead cat. In the She's going to visit you in your dreams and bite your zipper. Oh, yeah. That cat. I mean, I... Because this, this, this idea that like... Um, you will do anything to help the people around you achieve their dreams. And in, in doing so, it also means that you have to, like, we are, we are all delicious energy pies, right? And like, when you give pieces of your pie to other people so that they can achieve their dreams, you have less pieces of your pie. And, and like, I know that when we moved to Seattle, you gave me a lot of pie so that I could achieve my dreams and I know that I have been especially since getting this new gig at Seattle Anxiety and having more financial stability and being in the position that like I've been training to be in I want to give you back those pieces of pie and I also don't want you to just redistribute them to our daughter (laughs) here's some pie pumpkin no, and we we have talked about this, and I have a feeling that um, uh, our daughter can't truly be successful unless she sees us um, living out um, uh, our passion. Yeah, and that's that's still very true to me. Yeah, um, but I do struggle, um, you know, giving my pie out, or no, not giving. I give a lot of pie out. You do. Yeah. Take your pie back. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny too because that's what I preach in management. Yeah. And be selfish. You yeah. Know, because there's a lot of people who are looking out for themselves. Yeah. And uh, you're your biggest advocate. I will always advocate for the people that I love and care about. I know. But, uh, you know, got to protect number one. And it's tough. It's tough to, um, for me to, uh, I give, a, I try to give a lot. And, you know, I have shirts in my drawer that are from seventh grade. <laughs> That's true. 
You know, I hold on. I hold on to things. I know. I just had to buy you a bunch of new fucking underwear because, like, they're great. The new underwear. Yeah, I know. I love them. I know. This they podcast look great. is brought by Lululemon. <laughs> We're selling out pretty hard this fucking episode. <laughs> Lululemon. Damn it! I was gonna say something, and it, <laughs> <laughs> all I could think of that is getting sponsored by Lululemon. It's it's that's what it that's what it was. Is is the framing be selfish helpful? Is that a workable framing for the intention of like that they, that you're trying to like drive? Do you know what I'm saying? Um I mean I say it because I I in my mind I think it's effective. Um especially to the people um, like be selfish that's an effective motivator is that uh, the thinking sometimes i mean that's what i think sometimes otherwise i don't think i would say it i don't think i would try to say something i don't feel like i believe in sure but what, what are we what are we taught that like selfish is like social how are we socialized uh we're, we're i mean we're socialized to be social creatures right like on the savannah you bring back berries and meat for the group or or you get fucking tossed outside the herd on the savannah yeah like evolutionarily speaking <laughs> we're in seattle <laughs> okay so in the whole rainforest <laughs> you bring back like snacks for the tribe yeah tasty berries you bring back tasty berries and like if you're selfish i eat the berries you're fucking gone like you're not in the tribe. Yeah, I, I. I'm just wondering if like the wording is. Yeah, I see where you're going. And where am I going? Bring bring the berries back. <laughs> no, that is not where I'm going. It was a good mind reading <laughs> attempt. <laughs> you're hungry and you want the berries. I want the fucking berries. I'm wondering if there is. What, what is this about maybe you know dad? Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Totally, like. Uh, because I, th- I think maybe there is some stuck point where like in this idea of it's okay to be selfish, like that's a pretty, oh shit, I didn't mail those letters. Um, I need to mail those. Wow. The problem of doing a podcast in, in an unorganized office. Totally. The, the, the problem I'm wondering is, is, is there is there a certain amount of undoing this idea of selfishness, right? Like this this construct, selfish, be selfish, right? Like there is a tremendous amount of undoing that will be required of you in order to be selfish in a way that doesn't also make you feel guilty. Right. I when when I say it too, I'm also saying it to um, people that um, are very much like me in a sense that. Uh, give everything yeah um which is interesting especially with um one individual i work with currently um he gives everything everything Mm -hmm. everything he does he Mm -hmm. gives Mm -hmm. and uh there's nothing taken for himself yeah um so i think that when i say be selfish the the message is all about um you know, be good to yourself. Yeah. And, uh, but why is it selfish to be good to yourself? 
I think in order to be kind of um, speak in something that's kind of not necessarily radical, but I want to I want to really drive the point home quick. Mm-hmm. That is the vehicle in which I say it. No, I know, and 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 I'm I'm just trying to think through. Like, is this the most effective way to frame this this idea of like putting yourself first? Like, since when is it selfish to put yourself first no (laughs) 12 (laughs) i'd like to pick a vowel (laughs) what is no (laughs) right like is there is there some less loaded word that will help you sidestep the the feelings of guilt that come up from taking a morning off to go golf right like is there some less loaded way of mm, describing actions that you take to take care of yourself so that you can take care of yourself the answer is yes but i don't have i don't have the answer <laughs> Love you so much. <laughs> yes. Yes. Twelve. The answer is twelve. Yes. Because, like, I think you probably encountered quite a few people in Hollywood who were selfish. Like in the stereotypical, had a hard time seeing other people's needs. Like selfish in the like maybe lack some empathy kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you don't have to name them. That's not. No, no. I'm not. I, w- I wouldn't name them. And um, I mean, I think the people that I found to be the most selfish in Hollywood. Um, I worked for very generous people. Yeah, I know this. And. Um, The the people who are most selfish, I didn't spend a lot of time with those people. Totally, because uh, they suck. Yeah, they suck. They suck. So um, is is it is it helpful or like um, even realistic to encourage people to be selfish, like selfish as the like operational world, like be selfish. Like if we establish that like selfish people suck, we don't want to spend time with them. And like evolutionarily speaking, you get tossed out of of the tribe and like have to survive the savanna on your own if you're selfish. Where is the savanna? It's in fucking Africa, babe. <laughs> I just need to know because like I just can't wrap my head around where this where we are where this where we, are we in fucking seattle like, or, uh, is there bamboo is there's like, not or, <laughs> no we're running from lions oh okay okay yeah that makes so much more sense like is 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 it self-care yeah self-care is a good way to look at it yeah i, I I don't I think we're spending a lot of time on this where I just don't think I have the answer. 
right now. I, I think this is something I have to marinate on. And you're such a marinade. I think I have to get a skirt steak and oh marinate it and put it in my head. You simmer on stuff. <laughs> so this is one of this is one of our ongoing challenges is that I move real fast. I'm like I'm fucking quick to fire and this man likes to simmer on stuff. I like numbers. He likes to see the data <laughs> over and over and over before he pulls the trigger. Yeah, put it in the cloud. Put it in, What does that mean? Oh, you're going to store the data in the cloud? Yeah. And then you're going to like marinate it in the cloud. <laughs> you're mixing your metaphors. <laughs> Marination doesn't happen in the cloud. Oh my God, there's so much that happens in the cloud. No, there's not. There's just data storage. It's just a fucking giant warehouse in like South Carolina. I don't know where the cloud is. But it's marinating next to that like mustard-based barbecue. No, it is not. Marination requires some sort of like breakdown process in order to happen. And all that happens in the cloud is storage. We've taken a really far turn. I don't think we have, actually. I think it's going to be an interesting thing for us to navigate as parents, where, like, she comes home and, like, wants to do something, and I'm like, sure, and then I fucking sign her up like that, and you're like, whoa, we need to think about the implications of this. Yes. What are we going to do? What is yes? What is yes? Um, yeah, I, when you look at um, having a kid and making decisions and what it looks like, uh, I am constantly in a place of marination. Yeah. Um, I want what's best for her. Yeah, of course. I want her... I mean, this is the ongoing conversation. Like, I want her exposed to technology, but yeah. I don't want a phone in her hand at all times. It's complicated. Yeah, I want her uh, to to know all that stuff, and uh, I want her to know about the cloud. Oh my God, Jeffrey! <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing that I'm driving at is <laughs> is that like. I think I think we have fundamental and I think maybe this is a feature of anxiety is this like let me just think about this a little bit more. I have asked for a like a snowboard pass to what? Seattle anxiety. Oh yeah. Like where I just come on with a tag and say I'm ready. Yeah, and I said you And you put I me in a no. room and I just I just get to talk to everyone. Yeah, and I said no. And I tell them So that thing doesn't exist yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's Class pass, but for therapists. But for therapists. <laughs> You're going to break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also on the cloud. Oh, my God. You are walking a fine fucking line. I'm going to free solo you if you're not careful. He free soloed me last night while we were laying in bed. He climbed up. <laughs> it was just the best. It's hard to describe. Anyway, the, the point is, is that... I am much more prone to action and uh, immediate action than are you. So I'll make a fucking quick change. Whereas you like to have all the data, you like to analyze the data, and then you like to analyze your analysis before. It's all all about symmetry. I swear to God, Jeffrey. (laughs) Now he's just fucking with me. I'm not. And the truth is, is that Jenny... 
um, you could put a, uh, a, a, a blank and it could be in a room without any pictures like this one we have one picture on the wall, but, um, and I could I, and, Je- and give Jenny some hammers and nails and like, <laughs> you're looking at like, uh, it looks like Candyland, where the <laughs> or shoots and ladders where there are just pictures everywhere yeah. that lead to like different places. And I'm very much like he wants uh, to measure everything. Yeah, and it has a place. And is the eye line right? Uh, are the aesthetics I don't appropriate? Give a fuck. I got to get these pictures up. We've got life to live. Yeah, and but uh, you know, you teach me a lot in the sense of. Um, taking action mm. and, and, and going places. And um, that is something that I do struggle with sometimes, but um, I do have like waves of productivity. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I do need, I do need time. Yeah. And that's okay too. Totally. And like oftentimes I need to slow the fuck down. Yes. <laughs> What is yes? <laughs> the answer, the name of this episode is I am yes. Yes, I am yes. So, so I, th- I think, I think maybe that played into your experience of becoming a father too, is that it was this like general uh, slow roll marination process. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I have reached a... Uh, um, we're a year in mm-hmm. and my, f- I have never felt closer to our daughter than I do now. Yeah. Um, you know, they, there's a lot of talk about, um, dads who have imp- uh, not even talk. It's real. Dads have depression. Um, yeah. Uh, after yep. the baby is born and yep. trying to figure out their role and what it looks like. And, um, yeah. And the new relationship with the mom and yeah, the, the definitely a new relationship with the mom. Yeah. Um, but I can honestly say that my happiness level of being a dad is at its highest now. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't that I wasn't happy being a father. And, um, but there has, there have been moments that I cannot calculate, uh, uh, that just bring me so close to her. And, um, there, uh, I think one of them was just her being really sick. Yeah. And, um, uh, Jenny and I were out of town and it was just me and her and we had like three days in this Airbnb together and um, as much as like my brain was kind of going batty um, hanging I also, out with a one year old yeah but I, I had like it was just such a profound like feeling uh, to take care of her while she was sick and yeah um, it, it, it's, you can't, you can't describe it. It was different. It was, um, but we like needed each other during that time and I was not feeling good and it was, it was, it was amazing. I love you so much. Aww, I love you. So I'm noticing the time. I want to be mindful of it. I, uh, I don't think that this is over. Wow. I mean, like, obviously the marriage continues, but I, I just want you to come back and talk to me more on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> did you just invite me back? I did. I did. You'd be wow. my first repeat customer. Wow. Be my first repeat guest. 
Yeah, yeah. If I can come back and do some impressions for everyone, that would be nice. I, I would really love that too. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Okay, so this is how this is how I've been ending it. You know, because you're producing it. Whoa. Whoa is right. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> He's not only my husband and the father of my child, but also I as the producer of the <laughs> I Am Jenny show. Wow. Okay, so you know how it ends. Okay, so I am to say something about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it, is not the I am statement. No, it's not. I think it's very easy to say something like, um, and this isn't a knock on your guest before, but sure. it's it's very easy to say that I am lucky, I am stuff. But uh, the truth is, is... Uh, I am a father mm-hmm. who loves his family. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Thanks for being such a great dad. Yeah, yeah. And I an mean, even better husband. Yeah, we're all we're all a bunch of nuts in the same nut house, and here we are. Here we are. Where the fuck is the Savannah? I wish we could do like sound bites. Where is this Savannah? Let's uh, end it. Uh, yeah, that's. I, this, this, <laughs> I'm getting a look. If we could just like name a, a river I'm more familiar with, okay. like, <laughs> like the Amazon, yeah, or the Ohio, <laughs> and like talk about gathering like Indian gum off the trees and oh and fuckleberries and. You're such a Midwesterner. That's my language. I don't even know what a fuckleberry is. Go try. Things have gotten gotten weird. I love you so much. Thank you for coming on the show today. This has been another uh, wonderful episode of I Am a Jenny Ketchum podcast. Make sure to follow me on the Instagrams, Becoming Jenny, or follow me on the Twitters, Jenny Ketchum. Uh, hit me up with questions email me if you have any complaints or concerns i'll read it sure uh jenny at jennyketchum.com thank you so much see you next week i just sent you an email that says where the fuck is this opinion <laughs>